Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. She said she's too young, don't want no man. So she gonna call her friends, now that's a plan. I just saw the sushi from Japan. Now y'all just wanna kick it, Jackie Chan. Welcome, everybody. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer with you, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and their printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at big savings. Digitexsupplies.ca. Brendan, who on earth is that, by the way, that we open? Who on earth is that, Bob? That is Tiesto. Tiesto? Who is a big... Uh, DJ, the biggest in the world, most likely, and uh, he has a Vegas residency, and uh, so he's a big Vegas fellow, Golden Knights fan. this isn't fan. the fellow that passed away in the no, last... No, that was Avicii. Avicii, okay. Tiesto. You don't know who Tiesto is. You've been to Vegas how many times this year, Bob? His billboards are plastered all over that city. We were sort of in the secluded part of Mandalay Bay in uh, in Vegas. Okay, well. Yeah. Anyhow, uh how many times into the Vegas theme? So all right, there we go. Well, but yeah, I don't know what happened to the intro there. Apologies to uh, uh, you know. It's all good. <laughs> Stuff <laughs> Digitex, of course, because they are a title sponsor. Well, you know what? Let's mention them again. Six thirty. Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at big savings. DigitexSupplies.ca. Hugh Porter and the gang, by the way, taken Vegas to win the Stanley Cup final. We got a lot to get to coming up, but we're going to have a series of guests on today's show. John Shannon from NHL Hockey on Rogers at 12.35 today. Uh, new assistant coach for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, formerly the head coach of the Swift Current Broncos in studio, Manny Viveros, will join us on today's edition of Oilers Now. And I know you can't wait for this. Jack Michaels, Reed Wilkins, Brendan Ulrich, and myself with our Stanley Cup final predictions. Here is how you get hold of us. You can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. They've got Nazareth, August 10th at the River Cree. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can email us at OilersNow at 630Chad.com. You can text us at 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out the great selection today at WestlockFord.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We are on Twitter, 
Auto Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan at Brendan Ulrich. Tomorrow, Mark Spector in studio. Stoffer and Spector brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta, HRA, live racing at Northlands this Saturday. Friday, the Oilers organization announced that the team would have uh, three new uh, assistant coaches. We thought maybe Glenn Gullitson might end up, uh, Gullitson and Trent Yanni's names were out there for weeks. Maybe Glenn Gullitson might end up in an associate role, but three assistants, Glenn Gullitson, Trent Yanni, as well as the aforementioned uh, Manny uh, Viveros, uh, who we'll have in studio today. We'll get to some clips from Todd McClellan and Peter Shirelli and Gullitson and Yanni coming up in the first half hour. Uh, so much to get to. Uh, there has been a development on the Edmonton Oil Kings side. The Oil Kings uh, came in last this year in the Western Hockey League. Uh, some would say that's the cyclical nature of major junior hockey. Randy Hanch, the man that helped build the last WHL team to uh, win a Memorial Cup championship after yesterday, Acadie Bathurst shut out Regina 3-0. Regina was the host of the Memorial Cup. The WHL has taken a, a slide here. It's not the same league that it was. That uh, Let's say for those of you listeners that are maybe in your 30s and 40s and 50s, you'd remember how dominant the WHL was, uh, a team capable of... You know, WHL teams seemingly two out of every three years would win uh, the Memorial Cup. In fact, the, the Quebec League won 15 years from 81 to 96 not winning a Memorial Cup. George LaRock was part of that 96 team in Granby that uh, beat Peterborough in the final that year. But uh, WHL's taken a bit of a slide. Uh, the last guy to build a team that was good enough to win, Randy Hanch, uh, it was announced today by the Edmonton Oil Kings. He will be moving on July 1st. Uh, this is not a surprise to me. I'd heard multiple, uh, I think we've hinted to this before, that there were teams that were interested in Hanch dating back to 2014, 2015, but sounds like he's going to be, well, the release point blank from the Oil King says he's going to go on into an NHL job. My guess is that organization will reside in the Eastern Conference because I had three separate Eastern Conference teams ask about Hanch uh, in the last uh, calendar year. So, uh, Randy Hanch has moved on as GM. He'll remain in place until July the 1st. Steve Hamilton, who had a year left in his deal, has been relieved his duties as head coach. Uh, Ryan Marsh, whose contract was up, similar to Ian Herbers, who ironically enough, Marsh uh, used to be on Herbers' staff at the U of A. He, uh, Ryan Marsh, who's a, a, a good guy, did not get his. All three guys are good guys. Uh, did not get his contract extended as well. So, We'll wait and see for more developments on the Edmonton Oil Kings front. But uh, that is all that was offered up today. And again, the way the Oilers' structure works, Peter Shirelli technically oversees the Edmonton Oil Kings. And he was the guy that uh, today, the Oilers' GM, who was quoted in the story. So uh, we'll wait to see what happens transitioning moving forward. There's a bunch of teams in the league that need GMs right now. Uh, Kelowna, or the camp, not Kelowna, not the power monger that is the Kelowna Rockets in the WHL. Some would say Bruce Hamilton has too much power in the league, uh, especially those who have become critics of the league's lack of success and the 22 teams that are in the league right now. But uh, the Kamloops Blazers, Stu McGregor, former Oilers director of uh, scouting. Stu McGregor was recently uh, moved over to the Dallas Stars organization, of course. 
the Gillardi family owns both the Dallas Stars and the Kamloops Blazers. Uh, so Stu has stepped aside and moved back into amateur scouting for the Dallas organization. So we'll wait and see what happens up in Kamloops. And now Edmonton will, effective July 1st, need a new general manager as well. And uh, new coaches. Uh, head coaching job open in Saskatoon. Head coaching job in Kamloops. And now, after about 11 o'clock this morning, a head coaching job in the junior level with the Edmonton Oil Kings as well. Again, we're going to get to some of these... Uh, clips and things like that, Brendan, but I want to talk first about the weekend that was in sport. Four Your Liverpool t- prediction didn't come to fate, by the, the way. The reverse Stauffer Yeah, there curse. you go. Okay. <laughs> That's just set. Did you watch any of the Champions League final? No, I did not. You did not watch? I'd be interested how many people, and you can text us at 630-630 right here, right now. How many people watched the Champions League final between Real Madrid and Liverpool? Because I think a far greater percentage of Europeans watched it than maybe North Americans. But it was interesting, Brendan, in that ESPN 100 story where they said that one of the sports that's really starting to grow in terms of North America is interest in international soccer. Not domestic soccer. International soccer. We become more of a global... And I'm, I'm one of those guys. Like, uh, you know, the infighting that used to occur here in Edmonton with the various machinations and different teams that they would have. And I mean, the Brickman at one time, oh, I used to hear all the time, they have too many Dutch guys on the team, right? Back in the day, was it... What was the coach's name? Was it Hans Cry? What was his... Somebody can text us the name. Of the, anyways, the international soccer rising in, in popularity. So you did not see any of what took place because there were four there was a nice goal scored I know that a nice goal well pretty nice goal. <laughs> it was an incredible goal yeah. <laughs> yeah, a pretty nice goal was scored in that game uh, four events during the course of that game so Mo Salah who is a star for Liverpool and a star of Egypt uh, basically got thrown with his arms intertwined by uh Probably the most intimidating central defender in soccer right now, a guy by the name of Sergio Ramos. I'm going to tell you right now, I thought it was a cheap play, and he's a cheap player, and it completely changed the outcome of the uh, of, of that game. Then we had, did you see the the, the goal, Karius? Not Kevin. I think Kevin Karius might have done better than the goaltender Karius for Lethbridge in that game, or Lethbridge, Liverpool. Did you see the first goal that was given up, Brendan? Yeah, you're not just throw it right to him. Yeah, he's yeah. like just a horrendous play. Liverpool comes back and ties it. Then Gareth Bale finally gets on the pitch because Zinedine Zidane's been uh, favoring a couple other players over him for the last couple of years and scores arguably the best goal ever scored in a championship final. I mean, it was an unbelievable goal. And then Bale gets another one from a different time zone when Karius misplays it in the net. So... You can let us know what you thought of that. I thought it was fantastic theater. It was actually a really good game, and Liverpool pushed the pace early until Salah got knocked out, and Egyptians weren't very happy with that incident. So there was that on the weekend. There was also, so that took place Saturday. What took place yesterday? You had the Eskimo game. Uh, the preseason tilt over at Commonwealth Stadium. How the scorcher out there. Yeah, <laughs> it was hot. But yeah, it was a great game. Did the you get a tan? Really good. Yeah, how a many? Tan. Guys, how many guys got on the field? Like 170 or uh, they dressed 86 players. And how many all got on the field? But most of them did. And Saskatchewan left like 20 guys at home. Yeah, they left. They left a lot of their vets at home. Three guys that impressed you. 
Well, Duke Williams, number one. Um, I interviewed Mike Riley back in April at the Vegas camp. He said Duke Williams is going to be a beast this season, and he was in game one of the preseason yesterday. And uh, I, I interviewed him at the half. He said he's going to dominate this year is what he said. So <laughs> you love to hear that from a, from the guy, and I think he's going to uh, impress. Shaq Cooper, uh, the backup running back, looks like he is uh, going to win that job. Gable, of course, the undisputed starter. He'll be on the field all the time. But Cooper, how do you keep this guy off the field? Like, he is a bullet out there. He took some big hits. You got uh, to give first really names good. for the fans here. It's, it's oh, not... Shaq Cooper. Shaq Cooper? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's a guy to watch out for. He may get... He may work in the return game as well at times, but uh, he's impressive. Gerard Rivers had uh, back-to-back sacks as well. He's a big guy. Earlier in the game, I was like, who is this guy? To Dave and Morley, later on in the game, he gets back-to-back sacks, and he's a big boy on the D-line. So those are the three guys I would uh, mention right off the bat. Do you know who Joe Glad is? Sounds familiar, yeah. Joe Gallat, okay. He yeah. used to be a head coach in the CFL. It was later an analyst on TV. And he used to say that he could go into any bar down in Mississippi or Alabama, get himself a starting tailback. That's the depth of that system. Yeah, that's, that's probably fair. Right? There's a lot of tremendous import players. I can, I get, we don't use that. Is that a politically insensitive term now, import? Is that the next thing that people are going to get offended by? What do we call them now? We call them nationals, nationals and, and, and internationals. Well, they cut John White. They cut Trayvon Van because yeah. they like this Shaq Cooper guy yeah. so much. Yeah. There's there's lots of there's a lot I mean you got 120 Division one programs producing roughly 15 to 20 players a year there's lots of players out there so it sounds like the Eskimos had a solid off season in terms of recruiting potential players to uh, upgrade the team uh, they were close last year lost to Calgary obviously in the Western Finals a couple calls that still made us all wonder a little bit we'll see what happens moving forward but again Saskatchewan didn't bring their full Arsenal players. Last night, two separate games that I was flicking on back and forth for. Uh, We'll start with the Memorial Cup final. No surprise. Yet again, uh, I I actually thought Regina played pretty well in the tournament. Um, In fact, I predicted that Hamilton would win the tournament. They did not. Uh, Sault Ste. Marie, I know I was talking to a couple uh, high-level hockey people last night from other organizations, and one of them made the point that the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds were just too banged up to get past Hamilton, that they were the best team in junior hockey all season long. Uh, Hamilton got beat by Regina, and Regina was good in that game. They got outshot, but they, they were good, and they beat Hamilton Friday night in the semifinal to get to the final. <laughs> The uh, team from Acadie Bathurst absolutely dominated them through two periods. It was not close. Frankly, it was a little bit embarrassing to watch as a longtime supporter of the Western Hockey League. To watch uh, you know, the Regina Pats get outshot 36-8 to at home through two periods, not good. And Regina pushed a bit in the third period. Had some chances. Uh, Cameron Habig had two pretty good looks. Couldn't finish either of them. And then uh, eventually Ackity Bathurst got the backbreaker and then an empty netter. 3 nothing. One championship for the Western Hockey League and the Memorial Cup in the last 10 years. Maybe that's not a big deal. Maybe people don't care anymore. Maybe they just look at it and go, ah, it's kind of a, a glitchy tournament. We've seen the last two years. Uh, last year, Rocky Thompson hosts Windsor, eliminated first round of the playoffs, 40 days off. His team got healthy while everybody else played. And then Windsor beat Chris Knobloch's OHL champion, Erie Otters, 4-3 in the final. And maybe because they had a little bit more energy left. And then you take a look at Regina, eliminated by the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos dominated them during the regular season, but they won a six foot or six five game on Wednesday night that knocks the Broncos out of the uh, uh, tournament. And Broncos also lost Tyler Steenburgen. Maybe, maybe I'll throw this out there. You can text us at six thirty six thirty. Do we need to go back to just having three teams in the Memorial Cup? Should the three champions just meet since that way it's fairest to everybody? instead of having one host team. 
of course, the CHL, David Branch and Bruce Hamilton, guys like that, they wouldn't want the Regina paid three point six five million to host the Memorial Cup. Three point six five million to host the Memorial Cup. They're going to take a two million dollar bath on the tournament. Uh, I tell you, stuff like that makes people ask questions once in a while in junior hockey. NBA last night, game seven. Unbelievable. Agreed? I, I know Boston had a couple critical injuries. They did. I mean, they lost Hayward earlier in the year, Kyrie Irving, who yeah. obviously had the falling out with uh, LeBron. Brandon, it's hard. You know, Jack Michaels is a big pro. He's Jordan a pro-Jordan guy. Pro guy. LeBron's something, man. Well, that team is not very good, <laughs> the Cavaliers, and they're in the NBA final again. So it's it's incredible, eight straight times in a row, uh, four straight with Cleveland. I think they'll likely get losing four or five to whoever they play in the final because I don't think that roster is any good. Is it an automatic LeBron. that they play to Golden State? Does Golden State win tonight? Well, Chris Paul's likely out again. I mean, Houston kept that close in game five for a little bit, so or game six, rather. I don't know. Houston's good on home court. We'll see what happens. Yeah. It's amazing with LeBron, though. I mean, but yeah, like Jeff Green was out there starting yesterday, and he had like nineteen points. <laughs> yeah, like, but LeBron's incredible, so it's hard. I, to I reached that. out to a couple media friends in Boston, and there's a couple guys there getting scorched pretty good for their lack of production in that game. But uh, uh, Celtics will be pretty good in the future once they get healthy with everybody. I think that's uh, Paul Tatum, the rookie. He's unbelievable. He's a terrific player. Went third overall in the NBA draft last year. Uh, draft. Oh yeah, I'm going to the combine on Thursday. Brendan will oh, be. That's ho- right. Brendan will be hosting the show Thursday. And Friday, I know that David Staples wrote a sort of a synopsis piece. It's what I call aggregator, where you sit there and collect and comment on other people's work. And he wrote this piece about all these different perspectives on, you know, what the Montreal Canadiens could get for Max Pacioretty. They're like, well, you know, the like there's people in Montreal, well, all the owners would have to give up the number 10 and Ryan Nugent Hopkins to get, like, Really? To get a guy that's got a year left in his deal at four point two five million, that's coming off a terrible season that went minus sixteen the year before. Yeah. Anyhow, interesting stuff nonetheless. And the draft, well, we'll get more draft specific as time goes on. When we come by, a couple clips on the coaches, and then we'll get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sports. Where Bob Stoffer here in the six thirty Chad Studios. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12-23 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, on Friday, the Oilers held a conference call with Todd McClellan and Peter Shirelli to uh, discuss the hiring of their new coaches. Uh, we had Glenn Gults and Trent Yanni on the show on Friday. We will have Manny uh, Viveros in studio today at 1 o'clock. But Todd McClellan, with his thoughts, this is a question I asked him, uh, if he could uh, specify the respective strengths of the three new assistants that are on board. So each of them uh, has a different uh, skill set and a different experience. That when I look at Trent Yanni, uh, he's a coach that I've worked with in the past, so I understand him well. He understands my personality well. 
He's done a tremendous job uh, with the penalty kill units, San Jose, Anaheim, and anywhere else he's coached in the, in the minor league system. And perhaps most importantly, uh, his ability to develop young defensemen. Um, his track record speaks for itself when you look at Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook and some of the defensemen that came through the Chicago organization during his time. And then, uh, of course, the young defenseman that uh, Anna, Anaheim uh, possesses at this point. He's had his, his um, fingerprints on their development from day one, and uh, he's done a tremendous job. Uh, Glenn Gullitson has a uh, variety of, of experiences at the National Hockey League level uh, as well as the minor league level. Um, he understands what it's like to be a head coach, uh, especially in Canada, Western Canada, and, and in particular Alberta. So that's a strong asset for us to have. Um, he brings a uh, upbeat personality and uh, uh, a good hockey mind, and I'm going to use him in, in all situations. Uh, Manuel Viveros is a uh, an up-and-coming coach. He's a mature individual in his 50s but he's an up-and-coming coach and he has a talent level that uh, hasn't been tapped yet what do i mean by that he's a uh, i've got a very strong european background <clears throat> very offensive defenseman when he played uh very strong power play um sets and uh and results in, in his Europe with his european teams as well as his junior teams and uh, we'll obviously lean in that direction uh, with his skill set. There you go. That is Todd McClellan. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get to some text for Westlock Ford at 630-630. We'll push uh, NHL today for elite promotion marketing more than just sportswear to 1253 because we got a ton of texts coming in. It's interesting on the soccer. Here we go. Uh, watched it in Calgary. Uh, Topher says, hey, Bob, is this soccer now? Uh, Matt says, Bob, I watched the Champions League final. Uh, another text in out of Edmonton says, I watched the, the final Halla Madrid. David St. Albert says, didn't even know or care the soccer was on. Jay says, out of Edmonton, Bob, I'm a diehard uh, Halla Madrid CR7 fan forever. Uh, Jimmy in Calgary says, hey, what an observation. More Europeans watch soccer. No way! Yes, I watched Liverpool's goalie through it for sure. Uh, this text comes in saying, Bob, watching too much racing this weekend. No soccer, laugh out loud. F1, IndyCar, and NASCAR. Uh, Dennis says, good afternoon, Bob. I watched it too. So there you go. Uh, there's literally hundreds of texts like that. And Brendan, you didn't watch it because you're part of But you watch wrestling. Not Once well, in a while. I'm I, not like the biggest wrestling fan. I, you always bug me about wrestling. I like watching the pay-per-views, like the big events. WrestleMania, SummerSlam, those kind of things. Yeah. I'm not watching it every week. Do you, do you sit there and try to like predict how they're gonna write each match out? <laughs> oh my god! No, seriously, like you know it's fake. Well, yeah, right? I know. I most of the time I go in knowing what's gonna happen, but it's still entertaining at times to watch the matches. I mean, they are athletes. What they do in the ring is pretty incredible. Oh, there's some there's some good athletes. Yeah. Usually they're failed athletes from other sports, but <laughs> okay, there's some sure. good athletes. You can text us at six thirty. I'm not going to come high and pious on wrestling. I watched it, too, for a brief period of my life when I was 19. I'll say and this. Wrestling back in the day was a lot better when The Rock and Stone Cold and those guys were causing havoc. It's a little more PG-13 nowadays for the kids. The Rock and, and Stone Cold were back in the day? 
well, when I like when I was a kid, it was like there was blood. There was it was like almost like watching rated R. Like it was intense. And now it's more PG thirteen for the kids cater to John Cena and those types. Yeah. All right. Interesting perspective by you. No, well, that's I, not... That's I, I liked watching Brazil during the 1974 <laughs> hack everybody possible after they won the World Cup in 1970 and they were just a bunch of bruisers. I mean, with the play that involved Salah, that happened all the time back in the 80s. Hey, man, there was this player, you may have you ever heard of Maradona? Yes. You know how he left the 82 World Cup? He kicked a guy right in the Anyhow, it's a different time. It's a softer world. Well, I liked watching Stone Cold come out, drink beer in the ring, and kick everyone's. You know what? That was exciting. I don't like watching other guys drink beer. I like I, I like drinking beer myself on my own. Just okay. having fun with funsies <laughs> with you, Brandon. Off to a global news. Is is Eileen back? By the way, yes, she is. Did, now, is it true she went to uh, the Brigham Young Spring Camp? <laughs> I don't know. You off that? She, she wishes. Is. No. There, there you go. No. Twelve twenty nine in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, uh, a guy that's watched a lot of wrestling in his time, he's probably even produced some, John Shannon.